Hello, everyone. Greetings. And I'm so glad you're joining us. Hope everyone's doing well wherever you're listening to this podcast, be it on a walk or on a drive home or a drive to work or on the train or a plane. God, that's kind of cliche, isn't it? Hey, uh, I really wanted to tell everyone that I really appreciate everybody listening to this podcast. You, uh, You keep me inspired and you keep me driven to to stay with the program after you get down a a project path for a while you almost kind of feel like you're losing your flair losing your your uh your juice so to speak and in this case i'm i'm always striving hard to be there for you guys and produce great content now i will say i I, it has been a while since i posted anything up onto the platform And for that, I just wanted to say that I decided to take like about two weeks to kind of recharge. I took a class for a particular type of technical diving, and I also have been working on a lot more outlines for the different stories, and I've been getting a lot of really great emails. And some of these emails are, are, quite frankly, I think are really important. And um, today is one of those emails. So we'll get to that in a minute. You know, these are tumultuous times. Wow, things are just crazy around the world. You know, we think that uh, the pandemic's going to come to an end and then it kind of comes back again. Uh, Media seems to not really care too much about a narrative thread, but just keeping our attention, which, quite frankly, is what their job is. Uh, I can say that because I used to be involved in media. And uh, when you're the one getting the assignment and you're out there to go get the content and the editor basically decides at the end of the month or the end of the week, if you actually get to stay with that news agency, you tend to give them what they want, which creates this whole conundrum where you kind of realize, well, maybe the news isn't the news. And that was one of the reasons why I left. I just didn't feel like I was really providing anything these are strange times they really are i'm hoping that stability kind of comes back into our lives next year but at the same time i'm a little pessimistic in some ways you know people don't really understand that the course of where we were going wasn't really very good to begin with and everybody's eager to get back to that. I kind of, I kind of think maybe that's not a good thing. Yeah. Let's see what's going on here for me. Gotta update you guys. I ended up taking a advanced technical diving class, which was awesome. Been a long time diver, dive instructor, and it was great to be a student again. It was great to learn. It was great to you have that moment where they say, well, you did this. And my rebuttal is, well, actually you did this and you did that. And that's why I did that. And I just, I just shut my mouth and said, okay, yeah, that's what I did. And I noticed how easy it was emotionally to just 
they accept the feedback. Like there wasn't, I didn't dialogue about their feedback to me. Because it's a difficult type of diving and, and, and it has a high element of danger. You could actually hurt yourself. And I realized that anytime I wanted to explain or defend or shift conversation, I knew that that was my insecure ego trying to protect itself from the fact that made a mistake. And boy, that was so much work to try and maintain that fantasy. So I just stopped. <laughs> I just uh, took a step back and said to myself, you know what? Yes, you did. And let's move on. It was a great course. It was very demanding. It was a full uh, six days. And I loved it. It was fantastic. I had a great instructor, and a really good man, uh, very knowledgeable. And I recommend always taking training whenever you can get it. It keeps us, uh, keeps us aware, keeps us uh, attentive. Okay, enough on that. <laughs> Let's move into this email. So I got this email from a woman named Michelle. She asked me a really good question that I have heard many times before. And I want to say that my answer in the past, I think it wasn't so much wrong. It just wasn't what I would consider broad in its scope. Here's the email. Hi, Don. My fiance and I were planning our honeymoon recently. We both have kids from previous marriages. We work full time. We have a very busy life, as you can imagine. We only get two weeks off a year. We just didn't have it in us to plan our own trip. So naturally, we turned to an all-inclusive trip method. My friend turned me onto your podcast a week ago, which I'm enjoying, but I do have a question. Is it possible to have an enriched experience with our life limitations? Looking forward to hearing from you, and thanks for the podcast. Michelle. All right, Michelle. First, I want to say bravo for owning the challenges and still wanting to travel. I hear you. That's a fair amount to juggle for sure. Modern life and all its trappings can hijack anyone. It's one of the reasons why I tend to avoid those types of life choices. In short, you absolutely can have an enriching experience with your limitations. You just have to include your limits in your planning process. Look, it's easier to grab somebody else's curated trip, drop down your credit card, pack your bag, and, and do it. I mean, that's really easy. And in this case, that's what you did. So card laid, card played. In the future, let me offer you and everybody else uh, this approach. Let's invest a little time and effort now to save a lot of time, aggravation, stress, and ultimately money later. We're gonna need a little structure to set us up for success because truly success favors the prepared. You just can't wing it. Yeah, I've mentioned that before. And this goes for anyone regardless of your time allotted. When I do any kind of project planning, I use a tried and true method. It's called pencil, paper, and I write things down. I don't type in my computer. I don't put it on my phone. I just write it down. I go analog. So I turn off my phone. I don't own a TV, so I don't watch TV. But if you do, turn that off. Get into a quiet room with no music, 
just silence. You can turn your phone onto airplane mode with no Wi-Fi, no cell phone signal, and then use uh, the timer for one hour. That way you can set a time limit and you know you're only going to focus for an hour and you won't get distracted or, or get lost. So here we go. Two weeks. It's not a lot of time, yet it's still two weeks. So my first piece of feedback is to stay within three time zones for your travel destination. So if you're based in Florida, you can only go three time zones east or three time zones west. Here's why. This eliminates the jet lag issue. Now, if you haven't had really acute jet lag, it is no laughing matter. Trust me, I have hit the ground running before for photo projects and other projects that I was working on thinking, oh, well, you know, I got a little sleep on the plane. That's fine. Your brain just doesn't do well under that kind of circumstance. And whatever you're seeing is kind of, I don't know, I want to say it's kind of like warped. It's, you know, it's desaturated. It's, it's just not good. It also keeps your travel time to actually where you want to go short because time really in this case is your most precious resource. You only have two weeks and you figure you don't. You really have 12 days of travel with a day there and a day back. Now, it sounds like your kids will not be accompanying you on this trip. If that's the case, I think it's really important to take stock in what your kids will need while you're away so they don't contact you. Make a list of the core items they'll need, you know, like medications, uh, medical history sheet, emergency contact information, important school or events, the clothes they'll need, where they'll stay, and their day-to-day schedule. If your kids are coming along, it's absolutely vital you establish boundaries, schedules, and let them know ahead of time what the plan is. Once you have the plan, have it printed out, and put somewhere so everyone can see it prior to the trip. In a previous podcast, I talked about how you want to curate your own trip and not take the advice or feedback of someone else. If you haven't heard that podcast, I really encourage you to go back and listen. While I'm going to go into some of the detail here, the meat of that narrative is really in the other podcast. So, In essence, what are you interested in? Are you interested in cultures, food, adventure, architecture, ruins, sports, beach, or mountains? It's really vital that you ask yourself what you're interested in. Now, if you say, like me, I love the beach and I love the mountains, you just pick one. That's what it's going to be. Now, there's no argument that you have many options, but the best way to deal with this is to find out, in essence, what am I actually going to be interested in? to spend, you know, two weeks with my fiance or my travel partner or by myself. You have to set some limits, but those limits give you focus and that focus will direct your energy and your time. As an example, if you're an avid scuba diver like I am, then maybe you take the full two weeks, you go to an unusual location, maybe take a course, and then you go on some amazing dives in the region that you're traveling in and taking the class. If you're into food, think of what food you want to enjoy. Would it be Ecuadorian, Mexican, Brazilian? You get the idea. Once you know your interest, then you can move forward and make your own choice. Now, this is really not to be underestimated and not to be scoffed at. Until you figure that out, 
you're just going to be easily swayed by whatever great Instagram photo or somebody says. You're going to be you're going to be manipulated and you might end up disappointed. Okay, so this is another big one. Only go to two places. That's a week in each general area. Do not run around all over the place looking at so much and then ending up seeing very little. You're far better off staying a full week in an Ecuadorian coastal village, eating, meeting people, having coffee in the middle of the day, doing sunset photos of the small streets, fishermen in their boats. Then you are spending hours and hours and hours in a car, a bus, or some small airplane trying to see the next thing. Remember, it's not about how much you see. It's about how you're changed from the things you've seen. By staying in no more than two places, you'll learn more of where to eat really interesting meals. You'll discover new places to go and explore. And the best way to do that is to ask local people. Get off the internet. Get off your phone. Turn it off. Put it in the backpack. Leave it at the office. Leave it in the hotel. Ask someone that's serving you your breakfast or lunch or dinner. Hey, where do they eat? I always ask the servers at restaurants where they eat breakfast, lunch, or dinner. I often ask them, if you never would work in this restaurant again, what is the one thing on this menu you would eat knowing you'd never return to this restaurant? And I usually end up ordering that. And for good reason, it's usually really good. In the end, locals usually have good advice. If I go to a winery, I might ask the person pouring the tasting wine where they like to visit in the area. Locals are the true source of information, not some five-star reviewer on some horrible website about travel that's nothing more than a way of garnishing your attention and hijacking your own individuality. So slow down. Stop. Look. Observe. It's the point of travel. Remember, it's the subtleness of things that has lasting value. Okay, once we have our two locations on a topic that is specific to us, now we can go ahead and unpack and brainstorm what we're going to do in those two locations. There's no right answer. Just write it down. Just brainstorm. Just let topics flow out of you. It really doesn't matter how many they are because actually you're not going to do them all. Travel is not a competition. There are no bonus points for the most locations visited. And no one cares. Once that's done, this is the time for strategy. And that is to say, group activities that have proximity or similar timing. Are they close to your accommodation? If you have to travel, can you do them all in one place? I traveled with somebody who wanted to do these activities, which I agreed to, but it was like one was 8 o'clock in the morning on the completely other side of town. It was going to take 40 minutes and two trains to get to the other event that we wanted to see at 11 a.m. I'm like, that's absurd. Pick one, you know? This is where we really start to get rid of many of the items on that brainstorm list and really focus on the things that we can do that makes logical sense. Remember, more is not better. It seems like, oh, this is just so much, but it's really not. All you're doing is you're going to find out what you're interested in. You're going to find where you're going to do it. You're going to pick two locations of where they're going to do it. And then you're just going to make a list of things you want to do in those locations. 
and then group them together so it makes logical sense. It's easy. You can do this anytime. I've been on extensive trips and somebody says, hey, I really want to take like a little side trip over here to this island. I'm like, cool, let's do it. And I'm, I basically do that. Okay, where are we going to stay? What are the two things that, well, I can only, maybe there's only one. I can't do two. Okay, fine. In there, what am I going to do? Well, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'll do this. This sounds great. And then I leave some open gaps, open time, you know, because life's organic. If you travel a lot or even if you're traveling for a short period of time, it really is important that you put some time aside for just you. Now, I know, you know, for Michelle's case, this is your honeymoon from a high demands of everyday life and you want to be together with your, the love of your life. But I really recommend that you take a half an hour to an hour to sit in silence. It's a really healthy thing to do. The reason why is it allows your brain to kind of process what's been happening. And it needs that time to relax. You might have seen some amazing things, had amazing food, amazing smells. It's really important to just sit, not with your phone in your hand, not worried about the next thing, just sit down. For years, I've done a very simple meditation that I learned from Thich Nhat Hanh. I close my eyes and I say to myself, just like the meditation class, breathing in, I realize I am breathing in. Breathing out, I realize I am breathing out. Breathing in, breathing out. You can do this anywhere, at any time. You don't need overpriced tights that are matching. You don't need orange robes. You don't need spacey ethereal music or incense or some $100 brass bell bowl to bring you back to yourself. You just need to be present. Doing this will help you be in the present for all the magic and discovery this new place has to offer you, and in this case, your partner, Michelle. So here's something I'll add into that. Take a vacation from your technology. Even if it's part-time, choose a time when technology gets turned off or also say technology doesn't get turned on until we spend most of our day staring at screens from phones to tablets to laptops to computers to televisions. Sit in the quiet, slow down, read, write, take notes, write in your journal. This is a great way to live an enriched life in the here and now. We can have an amazing travel experience even if it's just for two weeks. It just requires us to take a few moments to understand what we're interested in and then create a simple plan around it. If you've ever taken a short trip and had an amazing experience in a short time, send me a short voice memo about it. I'd love to hear about it. Michelle, I hope that helps and I hope that helps everyone for that matter. On if you don't have a lot of time to travel, how you can get the most out of your travel. Well, that'll wrap it up for this episode. Thanks for listening. I really appreciate your attention and sharing this time together as we dive deeper into the understanding of the philosophy of travel. If you enjoy this podcast, do me a favor. If you know one person that's a traveler or dreams of travel or would benefit from this podcast, turn them on to it. 
just tell them to subscribe. It's easy to do and it costs nothing. Remember, you can email me at thetravelersart at gmail and of course, direct message on Instagram. Thanks a lot, everyone. Until next time, I'll talk to you soon.